What's going on? Welcome to my live. Thanks for showing up. I really appreciate it. Um, I'd love it if you guys would share that I am live if possible. That would mean a lot to me. Um, you just got to hit the little share button down below just so we can maybe get some more people um, out here. <clears throat> Thanks for watching my TikToks. Really appreciate it. Good afternoon to everybody. I'm going to try to share this myself real quick and uh and uh get this going if you have any talking points for that you want to pass along feel free to let me know so that way we can um discuss some stuff that you guys want to um discuss or learn about or just talk about um i know things have been crazy i'm gonna get on my phone here and try to um share this this stream out to try to get as many people on as we can um yeah simon so, mean, this is a pretty cool hat um six cents Use my code Luna10, and uh, that uh, they have a ton of cool apparel and hats on that uh, with them. Like they have some of the best in the industry for sure. Uh, let me do a quick little Instagram picture right here for my story, and uh, put that I'm live. I wish I had somebody to do this for me, so that way I wouldn't be almost halfway ignoring you guys. But I just want to do this real quick so we can get started. What's everybody been up to? Is anybody still going to school, out of work, anything like that? What's going on with everybody? The PB dad, thank you so much. That was pretty awesome right there. That's the first time that's ever happened. Thank you, thank you so much for doing that. That's, that's, that's rad. Um, super grateful for that. Thank you very much. Um, thanks for showing up to the, uh, to the uh, live here. And uh, I know for sure you're gonna like those sunglasses. I remember you commented on the Waterland sunglasses. Those things are gonna be pretty awesome. Uh, Steven Alford, at least you're catching fish, man. That's that's the key, man. At least you're getting out there, you're catching some fish. Let me share this on Facebook real quick and then we'll get started officially with all this. All right, I think I'm good to go. <clears throat> All right, cool. We're all posted up. So unfortunately, oh, the Six Sense Frog, I have one. I don't have it with me. It's in my boat right now. I have a single one. It's called a gargoyle, and um, it's a white colored one, and I've, I've already caught a few fish on it. They're going to be they're gonna be good baits. They're going to be good sellers for sure. So stay tuned, everybody, for that Six Sense Frog that's going to be coming out. Um, it's called the Vega Frog. And um, it, it's like a popping frog and a walking frog all in one. And it, it's legit. Trust me on that. It's legit. And uh, um, so what was I going to say? I got distracted with the frog thing because frog fishing's awesome. Um, I've only taken it out twice and caught, I've caught fish both trips on, on the frog. And um, it, it's going to be a good bait. The Axis too. I've got one. I've got like four of those. And those are going to be a really good bait for you guys to pick up when you have the ability to do so. Um, both of those should be coming out. Um, I want to say sometime later this summer, the Axis might be on a little bit of a, a hold, but they're coming. The Axis is coming. The Frog's coming. So make sure to stay tuned for that. Um, fishing for me the last couple trips has been pretty tough overall. I, I caught, like I said, I caught some frog fish and, uh, you know, I was able to 
just catch those two. And then I got some a bunch of other blowups, but they just didn't want to commit to it. If I would have had another color, I probably would have thrown like a, something with some green pumpkin in it or something like that. But I wanted to really throw through that six cents frog. So I would have switched it over to kind of give it a bluegill imitation rather than just sticking with that shad color. Um, and then I went out, I drove three hours the other day and went all the way out to the lower Colorado river. Um, a lot of the lakes that we have open in San Diego, um, aren't our best lakes. Um, I've fished Lake Murray, which is a really, really small lake. And you can't drive past idle or anything like that. And that's where I caught a couple frog fish here locally. And then I drove out to the lower Colorado River. And the fishing was super tough for me. I did catch the frog, uh, frog fish, got a couple other blow-ups on it. And uh, I did catch a fish on the axis. But overall, the fishing was pretty tough out there. And um, I've been uh, pretty lucky lately that I've been getting a lot of tackle orders. And I've been trying to make those tackle orders and get, and get that stuff sent out and i haven't been able to record some of my tackle making videos as much as i would have liked but um you know hopefully soon i will i will be doing that and getting you guys some more of that that content because based on the views and stuff that i've been getting it seems like the tackle making videos have have been doing pretty good and it seems like you guys have been liking that stuff a lot um last night 753 on a swim bait that's that's a good fish man um I caught my biggest is seven pounds on the dot. I've caught two that are seven pounds on the dot. And, uh, you know, I, I wish I could break that, but I haven't been able to. Um, that was back when our lakes here in San Diego were, were doing really, really well. And um, we were catching, you know, five, six pounders all the time and then occasionally run into a big one. Um, giant giant trout swim bait slowly retrieve. Yeah, that's, that's always always something um that's not probably your best bet if you're in san diego i'm not exactly sure where you are but out here in san diego that trout swim bait bite isn't as good as it used to be um back when they stopped the trout uh, that bite was was on big time but they've stopped stocking the trout in a lot of the lakes and some of that swim bait bite's gone away um, i know that some guys are doing some different colors maybe like some of the bigger bluegill stuff and everything like that yeah, up in NorCal, I think it still definitely works. Chowchilla, that's up in Northern California, if I'm not mistaken. I definitely think that up there, you have some of that natural trout and some of the stuff that they do up there is a lot different than what we got down here in Southern California. Overall, from my experience of traveling and stuff like that, NorCal's got way better fishing than Southern California. You got the Delta, you got Clear Lake, you got Shasta, um, you got all the New Malones, Don Pedro, the list goes on. And um, down here, we got a lot of smaller lakes but we do have Lake Havasu, which isn't too far away. And one of the sleeper lakes is Lake Mojave. And I'm wanting to go out to Lake Mojave. I, I want to get out there and I want to go and um, get some smallies. They have some really good smallies. They have some really good largemouth out there as well. And uh, that's just something that I really, really want to go out and do. Um, Nevada has been kind of shut down a little bit too from this whole coronavirus thing. But it looks like they're going to be opening here soon, maybe on the June 4th or something. So if possible, I'm going to try to get out there and do a little bit of fishing out at Lake Mojave if I can make it happen. Not sure if I'm going to be able to or not, but um, definitely will be able to use my do-it molds for those smallies and those large amount that are out there at Lake Mojave. They also have some stripers. Um, I fished a tournament out at Lake Mojave a couple years ago now, and practice was brutal. It was a February tournament. It was super brutal. And I actually caught a striper 
on a Carolina rig. Believe it or not, caught a striper on a Carolina rig. is super tough. The biggest con. Steve, was that an 18.5 largemouth, I would assume? I'm, sure, I'm assuming that would be a swim bait fish, but um, can you give me a little bit more detail on that? Because that's a huge fish. Um, I don't know if you guys saw my um, post earlier today on YouTube or on Instagram or Facebook, wherever you guys are following me at. Um, I'm thinking about trying to offer some, some type of coaching or one-on-one -on -one instruction, basically where it's like a Q&A, so to speak, or a specific topic that you want to learn about. Um, I'm thinking about offering that out. That That's not going to be a free thing if, if it comes together and it's something that people are interested in. But what I want it to be is basically like you and I on a video conference where I can show you specific baits, I can show you specific rods or reels, talk to you about specific stuff that you want to learn about. Maybe there's a lot of grass in your lake and you want to talk about grass specifically. Maybe you want to learn how to find some offshore rock piles with electronics. I can help you out with that. Um, but this would be one-on-one -on -one specific to what you want to learn about. So where like you go to a seminar or you just Google a normal YouTube video on a certain topic, you might get some really good information because trust me, there's a lot of good information available when you just Google search something or search on YouTube. But sometimes it helps to get something tailored specifically to you. So that's something that I'm considering offering to everybody. If that's something that you're interested in, make sure to, to email me, mattlunafishing at gmail. I'll put it in the comments here for you guys. And if that's something that you are interested in doing, make sure to let me know. Send me an email. Send me a message on um, Instagram, Facebook, wherever. It doesn't really matter. Um, but you can definitely um, check that out. Send me an email if it's something that you're interested in. But like I said, it's not going to be a free thing. But I do want to um, try to help you guys out as much as possible. And I think that's a really good way to specifically target um, what you want to learn about and provide you the most value as possible. So um, if anybody watching has any feedback on that, thinks that they're interested in it, make sure to drop a comment in here so that way I can kind of know what you guys might want or something like that. So that way I can try to put something together that's going to be really valuable to you guys and something that you'd want to utilize or service that you'd want to utilize. Um, this fishing that we got going on, it, one thing that's awesome is that tournament fishing is firing back up. Um, the Elite Series is set to schedule. Um, Selby, uh, thank you for reaching for asking that. I don't have a firm price. What I'm kind of throwing around in my head might be like 20 bucks for like a half an hour or something like that. Um, I'm not exactly sure, but that's kind of what I'm throwing around in my head. But it could it could be it could be different. So if if you're thinking about it, thinking that you might want to try it out or something like that, send me an email. We can figure figure it out. That's kind of what I'm thinking about. Obviously, if we if if there was a group of you guys that wanted to get together and do something specific, and um, we could do the do that through Zoom and get a bunch of people or something like that, and basically make it kind of like a seminar, we could probably negotiate something different. But I'm just kind of like in the the thinking phase and stuff like that. Um, if you guys are interested, great. If not, then then we won't do it. But if if you guys are interested, then then let's let's talk about it. Um, so fishing on the elite series is getting back going, which is awesome. Um, all the tournament organizations, it seems like are going to get going here pretty soon, which is awesome. We're going to have some more fishing to watch, some more content to be able to take in. And um, 
I'm looking forward to going out to the California Delta in August. That's something that I've got slated. Um, and uh, by the way, I am going to try to answer all the different questions that come in on the on the um, comments here. So that way, if you have a question, make sure to throw it in there and I'll try to pay attention and answer it. And uh, I'm just going to keep talking as we go. But um, Powell rods, I'm not fishing the Powell rods anymore. I don't have anything bad to say about the rods. They are good rods. I used them for years, caught tons of fish on them. But I decided to make the switch to six cents rods. I know that if you go back in some of my older videos, I got all kinds of Powell rods and stuff like that. But I decided to make the switch and go over to six cents. Um, just really like working with six cents, really like working with those people and promoting their products. And I'm really, really happy with those rods. But like I said, I'm not going to say anything bad about the Powells. I used them for years and they are good rods, but I decided to make a switch and um, kind of go all in with six cents because just the, the support that I was getting from them was awesome. And I just felt like it was the right decision to make and the right thing for me to do at the time. And I have been blown away with all the different rods. I have, I have rods from, from the unicorn all the way down to the Millican, I can talk to you specifics about each and each of the different series of rods. So if it's something you're interested in learning more about, make sure to hit me up, ask me some questions and stuff like that. Um, I do not kayak fish. I do not own a kayak. I saw that question come in here on, on the chat feature. I don't kayak fish. I've never kayaked fish, but, um, but yeah, that's just something I haven't dabbled in. Once I got a boat um, years ago, I kind of never turned back. I just wanted to stick with that boat. Um, so yeah, back to the California Delta thing. I am going to be heading up to the California Delta in August to fish the um, FLW Toyota Series up at the Delta. Looking really forward to that. It's probably going to be super hot up there. I know right now it's already like 100 or so. And um, I have a feeling that in August it's going to be just as hot. So it'll be Interesting to see if that frog bite's going to be there. Um, there's a ton of good grass at the Delta. And, you know, there's a lot of tulies and reeds and stuff like that that you can fish. And, um, you know, that place is that place is pretty, pretty special. But it can be tough. I was really surprised the first time I ever went up there. I just thought, you know, you're going to catch a ton of fish. And, and you can. And there's giants and you can catch giants in there. But... I was surprised that sometimes it gets really tough out there and you know you put a bunch of boats out there for a tournament it can it can definitely it can definitely be tough um when i'm at the delta there's a lot of different things that you can fish you can fish you know um you can throw crankbaits um you can fish uh you can punch you can throw the frog you can throw swim baits you can throw swim jigs you can throw chatter baits you can throw swim jigs you can throw all kinds of different stuff but what makes the Delta so difficult is that it's a tidal fishery. So every time that tide changes, it's like a dinner bell goes off and you have these feeding windows and you can catch fish throughout the day. But a lot of times those big ones are going to eat during those tidal swings. So if you don't hit your best areas on the right tide or at the right time, it can really, really make for a tougher day and getting that quality weight that you see come out of the Delta can be a little bit more difficult. Um, because the Delta has got giants in it. So you can, you can have a 30 pound bag at the Delta. And, um, but if you don't hit it just right, that 30 pound bag, you could be in the right area and it just doesn't, um, it just doesn't end up happening. 
my favorite brand other than Sixth Sense? Um, I don't know, um, to be honest with you, because Sixth Sense is just coming out with more and more and more stuff that um, they're almost like a one-stop shop. But I've, I've used other products over the years, of course. You know, it's hard to beat uh, a Senko sometimes. You've, um, Sixth Sense has an awesome stickworm as well. But, you know, there's some drop shot baits from Strike King that I like to use sometimes. I've used the Rage Menace before. Um, dual molds, I make a lot of my own tackle. Um, I like to fish my spinner baits that I make myself. I make my own jigs. I make my own darter heads, swim bait heads, ball heads. Um, I have a new shaky head mold that I haven't been able to show you guys yet, but I do have a couple of them made up right here, but I like these little shaky heads. I like to use, um, this size or this style when it's, when it's light, but when I get above a quarter to a, a larger, I like to use the six cents divine shaky worm. Um, here's one style of the football jigs that I make here at home. This is just your standard football head jig right here. And then I have another one right here that I'll show you has a little bit different head on it. And this one has a flat side on it. So I like to call it my stand-up jig. And I really am starting to fall in love with this one. Um, when, when you're fishing it and it has the skirt on it, this jig stands up off the bottom just like this, similar to like what you get with a Ned rig, but it's on a football jig and it still comes through cover really well. And um, so I would say that my second favorite would be a definitely dual molds for all the different stuff that I can make myself. But over the years, I fished a lot of different baits. Um, but I, I definitely fish six cents the most and then a lot of my own tackle the most. Where would you fish the shaky head? I have a hard time finding where to catch bass with the shaky head. For me, the shaky head's great along points and stuff like that, um, especially rock cover. But if you have a shaky head that's weedless, you can definitely throw it in some grass and and stuff like that. But for me, I'm going to be throwing that, you know, shallow, rockier type banks, um, offshore rock piles, maybe along grass lines, uh, along tule lines, stuff like that. That's definitely where I'm going to focus my time. You could throw it in wood cover too, especially if it's weedless. I think you just got to put your time in. And, and the biggest thing is what you're pairing that shaky head with, because the shaky head by itself, I mean, it's just, it's just a hook. So you got to put the right plastic on there. So it could be, you know, a worm like a, like a uh, divine shaky worm, um, you know, pretty much anything. Every company has, has their own worm that would work great. You could put, you know, uh, a creature bait on there, something like that. It's going to give it a little bit more action. Um, so you can kind of play around with it, but I would definitely try to look at um, something like that. Um, I've never used the Mondo Worm. Um, I have not used any Guggen baits. That's not for any reason in particular. Um, to be honest with you, I didn't even know who the Guggens were when I first started doing the YouTube stuff and social media stuff. had no idea who those guys were, but they basically owned social media because before I put myself out here, I didn't really follow a whole lot of stuff on, on, on social media. I didn't follow a lot of people. I didn't post very much. I didn't watch a lot of YouTube videos or anything like that. Um, so I honestly had no idea who the Googans were. And I'm not saying that like they're bad people or anything. So I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that I don't use their baits for any in reason in particular. I just, I just haven't tried them yet. There's no reason in particular that I don't use them. 
have no experience with them, so I, I can't comment on anything regarding their stuff. Yeah, the divine shaky worm is a good worm. It's super versatile. You can use it on a shaky head. You can drop shot it. You can Nico rig it. Um, I've caught a lot of fish on it. One of my favorite ways to fish it is on a Jika rig, which basically a Jika rig is almost like if you have, I don't have one with me right now, but I'm going to hold up this, this shaky head because that's the best I can, I can kind of visualize. But if you can imagine that this shaky head is just a regular like EWG style hook, or even just a straight shank hook with no sinker and without this keeper on it. And you would basically connect a drop shot weight from the bottom and you would hook your plastic on there. That's a great way to fish it when um, when you have a lot of brush. The Jika rig goes through, through brush, brush really, really well. Um, I have a few different videos fishing the Jika rig. If you go back into some of my older stuff, um, I would definitely check that out with the shaky worm and obviously on a shaky head too. And I got a question that came in. Would you say that scent is a big factor? I don't think scent will hurt you, but I don't always think that scent is a game changer either. Um, I don't think that scent's gonna like send fish away, but I don't know that it all of a sudden makes this gigantic difference on whether you get bit or not. Um, I think I, I have had times where I've used scent and I've had times where I haven't used scent and I, barely ever use scent in my normal day-to-day -day fishing. Um, it's just not a habit that I've gotten into. There's been times where I've kept like a, a can of bang in my, in my boat and I'd spray my plastics or something like that here and there with bang. Um, I've had tournaments where I use scent and we caught some fish. Can I say that it was definitely scent related? No. Do I, do I think it hurt? No, I don't think it hurt at all, but, um, I would say focus on the buying more tackle than on the scent. But it, like I said, I don't think it hurts. So I got about eight more minutes. I got I can go until about four o'clock my time or seven o'clock Eastern. Does anybody have any any questions that they want to get in before before we start wrapping this up? I know we've kind of been all over the place and I've kind of just talked and talked, but I want to make sure that if you guys have any questions that are that are here watching this, that you guys um follow along and um, I want to really thank the PB dad for donating some money through super chat if anybody else feels like they want to do that that would be awesome as well um, he's the first one that ever did that so that's super cool that you did that um, yeah the chatter the, so the, let's talk about the chatterbait the chatterbait is kind of a funky um, genre of baits because Z-Man came out with the chatterbait well they didn't come out with it but somebody else did but then they bought the rights to the chatterbait and then patented it or whatever the terminology is but basically they own the name of the chatterbait and if you look at a chatterbait a true chatterbait or even the or even the um jackhammer or something like that that bait with that blade connected to the to the basically the hook eye is what i think makes the biggest difference when it comes to the chatterbait. That's not to say the other chatterbaits aren't going to work because they do. Um, but that's some, there's something special about that. And that's what Z-Man has patented. So when you come out with the chatterbait, you're either going to pay them money. Um, you're either going to pay them money or you're going to have to use the split ring thing like a lot of other companies do. Um, I don't know. The Thunder Cricket is another one. I'm not sure if the Thunder Cricket um, somehow 
went around the patent somehow, or if they were able to, if they have to pay like a royalty or something like that to Z-Man for having the blade connected to the hook eye or whatever you want to call it. But um, the Chatterbait is kind of a, a funky little deal that you got to be careful with if you're a company that's going to try to mass produce a bait like that. <clears throat> Caleb, you keep grinding too, man. Thanks for thanks for showing up and thanks for throwing the comment on here. I really, really appreciate that. Anybody else have any more questions as, as, as we get close to wrapping this thing up? So I talked a little bit about the axis that's going to be coming out here pretty soon. There's a question that came in um, on the chat that was talking about the new six cents baits. And, um, I talked about the axis and the frog earlier. Those are on the way. Those are going to come out sometime soon. Uh, I think the frog is going to be here sometime, maybe during the summer or late summer, the axis, I'm not exactly sure it might be 2021. Um, but they're going to be worth the wait. I've been lucky enough to get my hands on a couple of those and they will be um, worth the wait. And Hudson, I'm probably, I'll be fishing Otai at some point. That's one of our local, for other people that don't know what Otai is, that's one of the local lakes um, here in San Diego. And um, it's one of the few that are open right now. And um, I'll be down there, I'm sure eventually. Um, I just didn't want to deal with the crowds down there because they're turning away boats at 6 a.m. or something like that right now. Um, and then I got another question that came in. What do you think the best color is for muddy water that's slightly clear? So depending on so depending on how clear it is would depend upon whether you want to go shad pattern or bluegill pattern. And I like to do shad patterns early in the year, late in the year. So basically everything up until the spawn or right before the spawn, I like to use shad patterns. Once the spawn's there and through the summertime, I like to use bluegill patterns a little bit more not to say that a shadow pattern won't get bit but a lot of times after the spot during the spawn and post spawn those fish are protecting their eggs from those bluegills that are going to try to eat it so they'll kind of go after um your your green pumpkins or your bluegill colors um and if the water is too dirty you're just going to kind of go with either you know your black and blues the black magic color that six cents has in their crankbaits is pretty good that black and blue color and then you can also go with like your bright chartreuse type colors. That's when some of those are definitely going to um, be a key. You either want to go really dark or you're going to want to go super bright. It's one of the two. Um, El Cap is closed. I got a question asking about El Cap, which is another lake here in San Diego. And that that lake is closed and we do not have an opening date. Um, it got shut down due to the COVID thing and um, hasn't been reopened. And we don't know when it's going to open again. Um, San Vicente is the same way. That's another San Diego Lake. Another question came in asking if I have fished Clear Lake. I have not fished Clear Lake. Um, Clear Lake is about 10 hours north of me. I'm in San Diego and Clear Lake's in Northern California. And, um, that's a hike. So, um, if there's a tournament that I'm going to fish, then I'll make that drive up to Clear Lake, but, um, it's kind of far just to go fun fishing. Um, when frog, and then another question, when frog fishing, do you cut your back leg strings to a certain length? Um, I do cut them. I don't have a specific length. It's probably, I would guess, maybe two inches, maybe a little bit less. But the theory behind cutting the legs is so that way it walks a little bit better. There's less drag. Um, they'll flare a little bit differently when they're shorter. But I do cut my, um, whatever you want to call them, the, the rubber 
skirting in the back of the frog. I do cut that a little bit. Another question came in, is there any way I could check out a few of your baits? Um, obviously, if anybody wants to buy any of the baits that I make, um, you know, you can definitely contact me and we can work that out. Um, I, I'm not in a position where I can um, just send out free baits. So I wish I was, um, but unfortunately I can't do that, but I definitely do giveaways from time to time. So pay attention here on YouTube, Caleb, to um, get in on those giveaways. I'm sure you have already, but I do giveaways from, from time to time um, here on YouTube with my baits. So definitely keep an in, in, um, eye out for the different giveaways that I have going on to hopefully get your hands on some for free. Obviously, if you want to um, buy some for me, you're definitely able to do so. I got a pile of baits sitting right here next to me that you guys can't see it on screen, but um, that I made up for some people that, that were buying um, some of the stuff that I make. Um, and then when we're doing those giveaways, make sure to pay attention to the comment section after you leave the comment or whatever the details are for the giveaway. Cause I've had giveaway winners not respond to me. So that way I, so then I can't contact them. I can't get an address. I don't know where to send the stuff. So when you guys are entering those giveaways, make sure to figure out when the giveaway is over and check back to make sure um, to see if you guys want or not. Um, and then another question came in, what is your favorite six cents rod? My favorite six cents rod is going to be the unicorn models. I have both the seven foot three and the seven foot four unicorns. And those things are awesome, super sensitive rods. I love to throw a Carolina rig on the seven four. I love to throw a jig on the seven three. Um, those are great rods, but every rod kind of has its purpose. Um, I, I haven't been upset with any of the six cents rods from the unicorn on down to the Millican. I have a handful of Millicans. I have a handful of the unicorns. I have some of the divines. I have some of the Lux. I have some of the sensories. So I have a bunch of different rods and they all have their purpose. Like the seven one sensory rod is great for like Texas rigging. It's also great for jerk baits and top waters and stuff like that. So it, excuse me, if I had to pick one, my favorite would be that unicorn rod, but depending on what technique we're fishing, I might have a different answer. Um, like another question came in. Um, what is your favorite knot? I pretty much tie the Palomar knot on just about everything. Occasionally when I'm flipping or something like that, I will tie a Snell, lot, Snell knot. When I'm tying braid to fluoro, I use a uni to uni knot. Um, I'm probably going to start checking out the Albright knot and maybe the FG knot. I've been hearing good things for years about the FG knot, and I've heard a lot of the Elite Series guys talking about the Albright knot, and that's the knot that they use. So I might be checking into that soon, but from now, I've been using the uni to uni knot for a long time. Um, another question came in asking, easiest do-it mold to make? So I think the easiest learning curve is with lead-based stuff. Um, because there you don't you won't screw up colors and stuff like that you can have incomplete pores and stuff like that but that pretty much when it comes to lead until you go to paint something you can't really screw it up too much but you can screw up plastic before you even pour anything you can put the wrong color in too much color too little color you can burn the plastic by overheating it so i would say that um i would say that going with the lead i think is the easiest learning curve but the easiest thing to get something that that you have confidence in might be, you know, 
making like a Ned worm like this. This is a great mold to get. It's super easy to pour and Ned rigs catch fish. So getting something like, like a Ned worm mold might be something that would give you the confidence that you can catch fish on the baits that you make yourself. Um, one of my favorite baits that I make myself is definitely my spinner baits. Um, I love, I love fishing that spinner bait that I make myself. Um, another question came in, any chance you fish with Milliken in the future? I would love to fish with him. Um, I would love to try to make it happen when I go up to the Delta, because I definitely think that's in his wheelhouse. Um, if you guys would like to see me fish with Ben, make sure to comment on his videos to let him know that you want him to fish with me. That would be something that would really be cool to do. Um, I'm going to try to make that happen. I don't know that it will. I'm sure he's a busy guy. I'm busy as well. We don't really live close to each other. So we both have to travel to make it happen. So schedules and finances and everything like that would have to work out. But um, I definitely want to do that. Um, and it would definitely be something that I'm into. Um, so it's just a matter of if, if he would be willing to do that or not. So if you guys want to do that, let him know that you think he should fish with me because I'd be totally in on that. Um, another comment came in. Okay, thank you. You're a great supporter to me. I'm just a high school fisherman. I try to learn new things, put myself in a good position for the future. Yeah, if you're just in high school and you're, I would just try to fish as much as you can and try to learn as much as you can and try to catch as many fish as you can. And as you're learning, just, you know, try to tailor that. If you're into tournament stuff um, and, you're, and you're trying to catch your best five, there is you know, start learning what you're doing different to catch the bigger fish versus um, just catching numbers of fish because sometimes there is a difference. And sometimes you have to catch a number of fish in order to just slowly get some of those bigger bites. So it just depends. But the main thing is go figure out how to catch fish on a consistent basis. But I want to thank everybody for being a part of this live stream that I did today. I got to run. Um, I really want to thank everybody for showing up. And I really want to thank the PB dad for donating earlier in the video with the super chat. That was super, super cool. And I'm very, very thankful for that. It was the first person to ever do that. So that's, that's awesome. Um, when we do that in the future, if that's something you guys want to do, that would be awesome, but don't feel obligated to do that. But it is a feature that is available on here. Um, but like I said, we're going to get out of here. Thank you again so much for been a part of my live stream. If you're watching this and you aren't subscribed to my channel, please subscribe. I would really, really like that. If you thought this video was cool, this live stream was cool, please share it with somebody so that way they can get um, to know me a little bit better. And for those of you that are left on here, if you are watching my content and you take a screenshot of it and share it on Instagram or on Facebook or something like that, make sure to tag me in it so I can share that out as well and give you a shout out and a thank you for watching my stuff. And then that way it'll get sent out to more people and maybe more people will be checking into the channel and we can grow this thing bigger and bigger and bigger, which is my goal. And without you guys, this doesn't get bigger. So thank you to everybody watching. Thank you to everybody that's been subscribing and thank you to all the people that have been here for a long time. So again, I'll see you guys next time. We're gonna do this more and more and um, Hopefully, I can, I'd love to be able to do the lives once a week, but I don't know that I can commit to that. So we're going to do this as much as possible. But if you just got here and you missed some of the stuff, the 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 replay of this will be up later uh, today or tomorrow. So check back for that. 
And I got a great video coming your guys' way tomorrow, catching fish on buzz baits. So stay tuned for that buzz bait video. You're not going to want to miss it. It is a good video, and there are some good fish. And uh, thank you again to the PB Dad, and thank you for hanging out and watching this live, and thank you again for donating. It meant a ton to me. You have no idea. It was really, really cool that you did that. So, again, thanks, guys, and I'll see you guys next time. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really appreciate it. I want to talk to you guys real quick before we go about how you can support my podcast. You guys know I want to fish professionally and make a living doing it, and I can't do that on my own. So if you guys want to support the podcast, that's an option that Anchor provides, so I want to let you guys know about it. If you're interested in doing that, go to anchor.fm slash matt-luna-fishing and click the support this podcast link. I'll also leave a link in the show notes if it's something that you're interested in. I kind of feel weird ask, uh, mentioning it, but I wanted to pass that information along to you guys. Also, if you want to get a free ebook that I have put out, all you got to do is sign up for my email list. There'll be a link in the show notes for that as well. And you can learn about what bass eat. It talks about shad, bluegill, and crawfish, and the different times of year that you can target those forages where the bass should be. may not be a perfect every time you go fishing way to find the bass, but it can kind of give you that yearly timeline and help you be close to the right areas where those fish are. So thanks again for listening. I appreciate it.